football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Second episode of the week, and I'm hyped because this is our official 2021 mock draft. So, for uh, presented by the Sports Bits. Yo. Yeah, what up? presented by Sports Bits podcast. So, so quick rules about this po- uh, this mock draft. So, the first thing is that we're not including trades, so we're not like predicting any trades or anything. We're going to go based off the order that is currently given by the lottery. So, of course, Detroit goes first, Houston second, Cleveland third, etc. Uh, second thing, um, we're not assuming anything happens with any of these young guys. Like we're not assuming like injuries or like we're going to assume that their best, you know, ability or nothing weird happens. Like they might, there's no, like some random, like arrest of Warren or something by like Jalen. <laughs> yeah. Something weird. So we're assuming everything is at this best case scenario and there's no, tra- no trades, a smooth mm-hmm. draft. So yeah, if we included trades, that would just be like a too much, plus, like a mess of everything. And, we, and that means also we would have to predict the trades, and I don't really want to predict any trades. Like yeah, I want to keep be, it, we'd, keep we'd it have simple. To do like seven different drafts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not about. Exactly. So okay. So also, how it's gonna work? I'm gonna take the odd number uh, picks one through fifteen. You're gonna t- and then Reed's gonna take the even numbers two through fourteen. So obviously, let's get this rolling. I'm gonna take the number one pick from Detroit. And uh, obviously, I'm taking Kate Cunningham. No brainer. No surprise there. Well, am I supposed to take Evan Mobley? I don't. I don't know what the Detroit wants to take, but I think Kate Cunningham is a perfect pick for Detroit. They need an insane ball ball handler, three level scorer. He's basically a big like package at six seven or six. People list him as sometimes at six eight. He's a Mm -hmm. package of everything you could ever want from that type of guard at that size. So Mm, absolutely, you know, he's crazy. He's like basically a. I could reference to like a Ben Simmons who can shoot. That's kind of what I've been saying. And like, yeah. look at it's way more mobile than Ben Simmons. So mm. that's yeah, how I see plays, it. Yeah. He plays point guard at like a six, eight frame. So like exactly. already he's got an advantage right there. And yeah, like you said, he does it pretty much everything. Good defender yep. all around point Pretty forward. Cool. I, I list him as a point forward. So mm. yep. For Detroit sure. takes K Cunningham. Let's move on to the number two pick. All right. So for the number two pick, the Houston Rockets, I'm going to select Jalen green from the G league uh, ignite. Um, so Jalen Green, uh, I think, you know, it was pretty, it's kind of a toss up right now between Evan Mobley and Jalen Green as who's going to go second uh, and maybe even Jalen Suggs. But I decided to go with Jalen Green because he's got great athleticism. Uh, he's got a really great leaping ability. Um, you know, he's an elite shot creator, three level scorer, um, and he can kind of, you know, create a lot of offense for himself. And I think that's one thing that the Rockets really need. They have Kevin Porter Jr. who creates his own shot. But pretty much beyond that. Um, you know, like guys like Deshaun Tate, DJ Augustine, um, and John Wall, you know, they kind of can create their own offense, but especially John Wall is more of a point guard. He excels, uh, with that. So I think that having another guy who can kind of shoot, uh, you know, off the catch a little bit as well as create his own offense is going to be really good for Houston's 27th ranked offense for last season. Mm -hmm. Honestly, big surprise for me. So I got the Cleveland's next pick. So um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to select Evan Mobley because obviously um, that's yeah, the kind of the obvious pick. I honestly thought Kevin um, Evan Mobley is going to take number two, but you know that's a big surprise. It falls to three, so perfect for Cleveland. So mm-hmm. my little notes on Cleveland, like I have set up, is like what they need, like based on their depth. They obviously need uh, forwards and centers because they're really low on that on that depth on the depth there. As long as Allen resigns, they're going to need a backup center, and I think Mobley is going to be a great backup center. Or they play him at power forward for his mobility and his, and his mm-hmm. um, what is it? Um, his spacing on the floor is amazing in college. Yeah. So hopefully he can translate. 
And it's not to mention Kevin Love is old. They're going to need a replacement power forward. And I think Mobley developing under Kevin Love is great because they're both stretch mm-hmm. fours and stretch yeah. fives even. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. And then not to mention, they don't really need any guards. I think if they keep Garland and Sexton and keep their depth there, I think they're going to be solid there. And then they'll have Mobley bringing up the rear yeah. along with Jared Absolutely. Allen. So I think that's a solid pick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kaleem Cavalier select. Uh, Evan Mobley. Let's move on to the number four yeah, pick. Evan Mobley from USC. Yep, USC. USC. Um, all right, so with the fourth pick of the 2021 NBA uh, Sports Bits draft, <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, – Toronto Raptors, I'm going to pick Jalen Suggs. Um, so Jalen Suggs played for Gonzaga, um, pretty much a franchise floor general, um, excellent passer, uh, excellent playmaker. He can create his own offense, but he really shines in the playmaking role. Um, I, I don't know if this is worth mentioning, but he was also a star quarterback in high school, which kind of just shows that he's got the leadership quality and he has the ability to really just find his teammates on the floor and uh, hit them for an open shot. Um, he really pushes the pace on offense. Um, and I think that the Raptors are definitely in need of that, especially if they're going to move Kyle Lowry this uh, before the draft or, you know, during the season. Um, Kyle Lowry is easily their best playmaker, so they're definitely going to have to replace him. Um, so I think Jalen Suggs is definitely going to be a solid pick for them. And that, yeah, that's who I'm going with. All right. So let's move on. To number five, Orlando. So the Orlando Magic in this 2020 NBA mock draft by the Sportsbits will be selecting Scotty Barnes. So okay, a lot of people. I know this is an interesting pick, but. I'm going to first list off Orlando's needs. They obviously need forwards. So obviously they have, I think they have enough centers and plenty of centers with the Carter and Bomba. And I think they need some depth behind Isaac. So I think, uh, what was it? Scotty Barnes is a perfect uh, pick for the Orlando magic. I'm just going to say this, that or, Scotty Barnes was a lot lower on most people's draft boards until recently. Mm-hmm. And I think he's definitely stepped up and a lot of people have seen his potential. And I think developing in Orlando with all the young guys down there is perfect for him. He's a terrific passer, defensive minded first. And I think that's going to be great having those two defensive minded um, forwards with Isaac and Scotty Barnes. And he's not a natural scorer, but I think he'll be able to develop that. And I think I'm going to go based off potential on his offense. Mm. So I think he's going to be perfect there. Potential as a playmaker and ball handler as well. So maybe if they want to back up Cole Anthony and um, what's his Marco Fultz and everything, I think they got great guards there. So I think they need more forward help. So that's why I'm drafting Scotty Barnes with the number five, uh, number five pick. Yeah, it's a solid out of pick. out of Florida State, obviously. I, yeah, to I, that. I definitely agree with you. Scotty Barnes kind of slipped. I mean, he he was lower on my board as well. But um, yeah, great great defensive great defensive player. Um, all right, so for the number six pick in our Sports Bits mock, mock draft, uh, the Thunder are going to select Davian Mitchell or Davion Davian Mitchell. Um, he played for oh. Baylor this past season. Yeah, so this <laughs> one may come as a bit of a surprise. He was way but, low on my draft board, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, so let me, let me explain because he was a little bit low on some other people's draft, but I decided to take him uh, at this pick especially for the Thunder, um, because he's probably one of the best on-ball defenders in this draft right now, which, by the way, this draft has a lot of defensive talent just all across the board. We have a lot of good defensive guys. Um, He plays much bigger than his 6'2 frame on defense, kind of similar to Drew Holiday. Um, You know, he's like strong Mm -hmm. and he's got good lower body strength, but he's a little bit small, but he definitely plays bigger. Um, And he can pull up off the dribble or in the catch and suit 
catch and shoot situation. Um, <laughs> and he also has a great work ethic and mentality, which I think is something off court that not a lot of people focus on. Um, you know, it's really important to have a good work ethic and a mentality, a winning mentality, because then you're going to have that guy come in and he's going to push the other guys. Even though he's a rookie, he still has the potential to really, you know, rub off on some of these other guys. Um, and for me, um, he so he has an absolutely great defensive skill set, but he's also an incredible playmaker. And right now, the Thunder are severely lacking in that. Um, pretty much their sole playmaker is uh, SGA. Uh, and he's great, but they need, you know, um, to take some of the uh, playmaking duties away from him or take that off of his shoulders. Uh, and I think Davian Mitchell is going to be a really great pick for them. So, yeah, we're going we're going with him at the uh, number number six. Yeah, interesting. Big reach by uh, was it the Thunder. So, <laughs> well, OK, so we have Golden State uh, for, via Memphis. I mean, via Minnesota from their picks. So they traded uh, with uh, Minnesota to get the number seven pick. So, with the number seven pick in the 2021 NBA mock draft by Sports Bits, we are selecting this guy who fell a little too far, Jonathan Kuminga, mm-hmm. out of the G League Ignite, uh, teammate of Jalen Green. This guy, amazingly gifted, and also he's proven himself in the G League. That's the one thing I think I like about Kuminga is that he has experience in, like, I guess, NBA, cal- NBA caliber you know, uh, yeah, I guess like basketball per se, like even though college mm-hmm. is still a great experience, I think G League is definitely a, a step up from that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, G League experience, great defender and playmaker. The only reason why I didn't want to draft him earlier is because he needs to improve his jumper is the only negative. His offense and his jumper is a little bit su- uh, like suspect at times. So he'll need to develop that. And obviously Golden State, best place for shooters to develop. Like look who they have on the roster. They yeah. obviously need power up and need forward depth. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they have shooters. And not to mention he is, what is it, 6'8"? perfect play, person to stick in there at the, at the three or the four paying where they play clay Thompson next year. So he'll be able to develop with a lot of great shooters like clay Thompson and Steph Curry. So, and also not to mention only reason why I'm, I'm uh, drafting a, a forward is because Kelly Ray is a free agent. They're probably not going to resign Kelly Oubre. And then uh, not to mention their power forward spot is a little weak. They could run a little small ball with uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Wait, yeah. Jonathan Kaminga, mm-hmm. obviously, because he is a, he's a great defender and he has that defensive minded first mentality, I think from what I've seen. So also a very low key guy in the draft. So I'm going to draft Jonathan Kaminga at number seven. Yeah. Solid pick. He was, it was for my number six pick. It was between Davian Mitchell and Jonathan Kaminga. So yeah, that guy, he definitely slipped a little bit lower, but um, so for the number eight pick, we got Orlando magic. Uh, we're going to select Keon Johnson uh, out of Tennessee, Tennessee. Um, so sorry, let me just pull my notes on him real quick. All right. So yeah, he, Keon Johnson is probably the best athlete in this draft right now. Um, like, at, you know, just soul, like raw athleticism. Um, he's a great defensive stopper. He's, and he's super explosive in transition and he uses his size to finish at the rim. He can finish through contact and through traffic. Um, and I think I want to put him with the magic because um, like I said, he's a great athlete and the magic could definitely use some pace, uh, you know, just some explosiveness in their, in their, uh, in their guards. Cause he's six, five. So he played, he plays shooting guard. He has a pretty good size for that position. Um, and like I said, he's a great defensive stopper. So he's going to bring some much needed defense um, on the perimeter for the magic. Cause we know that they have a decent um, paint defense with Mo Bamba, but it definitely would help to get some more perimeter defense from them. Um, and yeah, I think he would just be a much needed addition to the guard rotation in uh, Orlando right now because they have good, they have, you know, good guards, 
but um, I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. I know Cole Anthony um, and Finney Markel Smith. Fultz. Markel Fultz, uh, Finney Smith. And then uh, Michael Kikori. Oh, not Michael Kikori. What's his name? Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on it. I can only have so many windows open on my computer. But, <laughs> um, I, I know this guy. Uh, I know. I know. Hold on. I did do the research on this. I can give it to you right now. You can keep talking. I'll, I'll find out. Yeah, so either way, whoever the guards are for Orlando, um, I think Keon Johnson is going to be a much uh, needed addition in that rotation. And he's going to just bring a whole lot of things to them. He could develop more of a three-point shot. Um, and the an, another um, issue is that an NBA defense might be able um, to stop him from getting to the rim as easily. And he might have to settle for some pull-up jump shots which he definitely is going to have to, um, he's going to have to get a little bit better at that. But other than that, he's a solid defensive stopper and a good athlete. So yeah, with the number eight pick, Orlando Magic are picking Keon Johnson. Yep. All right. So with the number ninth pick, we have Sacramento. So with another ninth pick, the Sacramento Kings select, oh, let me pull it up. Where is he? (laughs) Oh my God, I have to find him. Um, Oh God, where is he? You just like the James Booknight. Wait, did you just like the James Booknight yet? Nope. Okay, no. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm also, what I'm trying to do is highlight the pick, people that got picked already. So you dropped to Keon Johnson. So, all right. So what we're, who we're going to select at number nine, we're going to select Franz Wagner, a sophomore out of Michigan, 6'9", okay, uh, Asian 19. So it was a little bit of a toss-up because I had, and again, it was a little weird because I wanted to draft someone else. But, I mean, the reason why I drafted like a tall, a big man because Sacramento needs depth and also big man in general, like a center. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Uh, was it Rashad Holmes and Terrence Davis are going to be free agents this year, and these serviceable, uh, these serviceable like role players in the position. So, I was debating whether to either draft key, uh, what is it, uh, Franz Wagner or uh, I think that's how you say Alprian Segan Segan out of Turkey. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to say, but like there's an international player. Yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> yeah. But Franz Wagner, overall great skill set, great player, mm-hmm. smart, great defender. And I think the Kings really do need a smart guy, a high IQ guy on the court, along with uh, Darren Fox. And I think he's a great forward to lead that uh, backcourt or that uh, that front court. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could I have, the only negative I would have to say is that he's improved his three point shooting to be a good stretch four, which is what they need because, you know, Mar- I think Marvin Bagley is not really the greatest stretch big there is. So yeah. I think Franz Wagner can bring that and have, I think we can have uh, Bagley more at the five because he's 6'11". Bagley's 6'11". So he'll be able to play the five. And I think he, with Franz Wagner stretching the four, uh, stretching the floor at the four spot, I think that'll be really helpful and beneficial for the Kings. So yeah, Franz Wagner with the, uh, with the going to Sacramento at number nine. All right. Solid pick. Yeah. I had Franz Wagner somewhere on my draft board as well. Um, all right. So with the number 10, the 10th pick, we got uh, New Orleans Pelicans are going to select Corey Kispert out of uh, Gonzaga. So Corey Kispert is by far the best shooter in this draft. Um, he shot 44% from the three at Gonzaga, 52% from the field, and um, helped. Uh, he was like 18 points on the season. Um, you know, him and Jalen Suggs helped uh, uh, the Zags get to the the final the, uh, NCAA finals game. Uh, they ended up losing to Baylor, but great player. Um, he's able to knock down shots in pretty much any possible way. Um, in terms of the catch and suit situation, um, he can pull up right off of a screen, you know, give a little pump fake, um, reload and then get a shot off. He gets it off with like insane quickness. He has a really quick release. 
Um, and he's a pretty good ball handler, even though he's probably going to be mostly used as a shooter. He still has that so he can develop into a better ball handler. Um, and he also has a high defensive IQ. He's not the biggest. He is six, seven, uh, 220 pounds. So he has good size, but, uh, he's not that quick on defense with his lateral motion. So, uh, some NBA guards, quicker guards are definitely going to be able to get past him. But like I said, he's a good shooter uh, and he has high defensive IQ. So he's going to be able to make up for that on help defense. And he, he plays good team defense. Um, and I want the Pelicans to pick him because the Pelicans have some pretty solid offense right now with Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson, except Brandon Ingram is typically a ball dominant player. You know, he's going to break down his defender and get to his mid range spot or his three spot. Uh, he can finish inside too, but um, the reason why I want to kiss Bert on the Pelicans is because Lonzo is a great facilitator. I know a lot of people, you know, crap on Lonzo a lot, but he, he's a good <laughs> facilitator and he's going to be able to find Kispert open on the three. And like I said, Kispert is a good shooter. So whether or not, you know, you're in college or the NBA, if you can hit the three, that's going to be a consistent you know, thing, hopefully for throughout your entire career. Um, and like I said, Zion doesn't really operate too much outside of the paint. So they're not, he's not going to be taking the ball away from him too much. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I just think Kispert is a great pick for, uh, yeah, number 10, New Orleans Pelicans. All right. So with the number 11th pick, Charlotte, this could go two ways uh, for me personally, but I think in this mock draft, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to take the guy who is an amazing steal who's still on this draft board. And why is he still on the draft board? I don't know, but the Charlotte Hornets are going to select James Buchanan at a UConn mm-hmm. at number 11. So he fell way farther than I thought. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say about mm-hmm. him. He's an amazing scorer, three level score, unafraid of physicality. So he's a great, like, physical player defense is passable at best. And I think honestly, Hornets aren't really looking too big in defense. I think they're trying to just get some amazing players and amazing scores could improve his playmaking. But I think when I'm thinking about the Hornets, I think LaMelo is going to be carrying that team along with Devontae Graham. I think they're going to resign Devontae Graham. Mm-hmm. And my mentality of taking James Buchnight is they're going to not resign Malik Monk and take James Buchnight as a backup shooting guard. So that's what I'm thinking. Or they're trade Terry Rozier and have James Buchnight play there as well. So I think that's what they're going to do, considering that if James Boutonite falls this far, I think they're definitely going to trade the, one of those guards and then replace him with James Boutonite. Amazing scorer, amazing uh-huh. physical player. And again, defense is still you know pretty good for what he is. Like It's not like amazing like some of these players in the draft. But again, James Boutonite fell this far. I had to take him with the number 11th pick to Charlotte. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you um, in that I'm surprised that he fell this low into the draft. But, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, anything can happen. Exactly. All right. So with the 12th pick, San Antonio Spurs, I'm going to select Jalen Johnson uh, out of Kentucky, I believe. I'm kind of an idiot. I should have wrote down where where they're from on this draft board, but they're from, he's from Duke. Funny enough. Okay, Duke. Yeah, I knew he was from, I knew. Funny enough. Yeah, I'll just say he's from Kentucky, but like he got, he uh, he transferred to Duke for like five games and then. Now he's still okay. playing for the draft. Yeah, so. I knew he was on some blue college team. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Jalen Johnson, he's six foot nine, 220 pounds, which I also noticed a lot of these prospects are specifically 220 pounds. It's very um, interesting, yes. Well, yeah, I don't know why, but I noticed that. Um, but yeah, so he's six foot nine, solid, good size. Uh, he has really high potential because of his size and frame. Um, exactly. And he's able, he, he's really good uh, off ball movement, which I think is a skill that a lot of people kind of let slip under the radar a little bit, um, mm-hmm. especially if you have a good playmaker on your team, which um, the Spurs 
Uh, they kind of do uh, in terms of um, uh, who is it? You know, like Patty Mills um, is decent. Uh, I'm trying to think of the Spurs guards, but they're totally slipping my mind. Uh, well, they got really. You forgot good. about Dejounte Murray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dejounte Murray. So, <laughs> yeah, he's solid, solid playmaker. So he's going to be able to get Jalen Johnson's going to be able to get open off the cut for him. He's a good, crafty finisher around the rim, um, and he's a decent playmaker. But he's also a great closeout defender. So he's going to add mm-hmm. a lot of good perimeter defense to the Spurs team. Um, and yeah, he's a good scorer. So he's going to bring some good offense as well. And hopefully he can develop as a playmaker and maybe switch off with DeJounte Murray. So they're not going to have, um, you know, have the offense have to run through one or two guys in DeMar DeRozan and DeJounte Murray. All right. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not making any comments after your picks. So I think they're solid picks. I'm just a couple reaches were interesting to me, but it also <laughs> allows me uh, as a GM of the people in the lower drafts to draft some guys uh, higher on my draft board personally. So, yeah, so with our, we're, we're moving on to the 13th pick. Indiana Pacers are going to see selecting Joshua Giddy out of Australia. So this guy also fell really far. And the mm-hmm. main reason I'm saying this is because Indiana needs a small forward or center. Probably need some depth behind TJ Warren if he's back or if he's still injured, whatever. They have plenty of garbs. I think they're drafting for depth slash development. So I think Joshua Giddy's a great person to draft here. Again, he has experience in like internationally. So he should be already like NBA ready and also he's 18. So he has an extra year to develop in the NBA. But again, mm-hmm. I'm going to have quick notes about him. Great passing, uh, great passing skills led the NBL and assists. And I think it's great to have another passer along with um, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon a lot because you have two big scores uh, and, and the forwards and CJ McConnell, mm-hmm. big, two big scores in the low post of Devonta Sabonis and miles Turner. And I think having a guy who's like great at passing, but also still a high IQ, decent shoot, like um, scorer. So like, he's not, he still needs to develop like a solid jumper, but he's still able to make shots when he needs to. So mm-hmm. I think he's overall a good guy, uh, great guy to draft for the Indiana Pacers, Pacers, and not to mention he fell like pretty far in my draft board. So yeah, Indiana Pacers are selecting Joshua Giddy out of Australia. Yeah, solid pick. He was going to be my next pick if he slipped again. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot. Of, I think I think we do have some pretty similar picks. Um, yep. But yeah, so for my final pick, uh, number fourteen, Golden State Warriors. I'm going to actually select Isaiah Jackson. Uh, out of Kentucky. So Isaiah Jackson, he's uh, a pretty athletic, he's a big man. Uh, He's pretty athletic. He's 6'10", 205 pounds. Um, And the reason why I'm going to select him for Golden State, I know that they have James Wiseman, um, but James Wiseman did get injured, didn't really play a whole lot. So, uh, and also Golden State has kind of been looking to move him, it seems like. At least Mm -hmm. I've seen some rumors about him being moved in some trades for other bigger players or whatever they're going to try to do. Um, but yeah, so I think that he would definitely be a solid addition. He's similar ish to Claxton in that he's pretty agile. Um, you know, he's a big man with some good movement skills um, and he's a good rim protector. And I think that golden state definitely could use a traditional rim protector. They have uh, Draymond green to pretty much run the whole defense on the defensive end, but um yeah, they do lack a big size uh, in that position for someone just like a raw shot blocker like that. So I think if you stick him in the paint, their defense is going to excel. Um, you know, I mean, he's got a seven-five wingspan. That's huge. So he's going to be able to block shots from these guards in the NBA. Even, you know, if they're, they're crafty and they get around him, he's got the length to do it. Uh, he has some good – he has good defensive IQ, uh, good help defender, switches on the screens. Um 
Yeah, so I think this guy, I'm selecting him mostly for his defense, but also it's just going to be helpful to have another big man on that end of the on both ends of the floor for Golden State. Not even on my draft board, but nice pick. I honestly, I've heard good things about Isaiah Jackson. So mm-hmm. good pick by the, the Warriors. And not to mention, I just drafted a small forward. So it'd be smart if you didn't draft us like a, you know, a small forward as well, you know, after I drafted yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we're pretty much running out of forwards, I think. Yeah, like, I know. In terms of the, the lottery picks. Exactly. So with the number 15th pick in, in the NBA draft, the Washington Wizards. Um, well, first thing I'm going to say this, they need everything. So like, there's no like real <laughs> need, like specific needs. Yeah, you, so, can, you can pick anybody. So I said, I think I draft best player available. And I think one guy who's really going to be helpful for them and also like who's already experienced um, on the international stage is Esperin uh, Seg- Segun. I think Segun is how you say his name. He's okay. out of Turkey. He's 18, 6'9", 240. Uh, he's a small forward slash, uh, or I guess like forward slash center. I mean, he's probably going to play more power forward and small forward in the NBA. But the mm-hmm. main reason I wanted to select him, he's best available. Second of all, low post, uh, low post centric score, active rebounder, passing shooting skill, shooting upside. So that means he could potentially j- develop a three point shot or even just shooting, stretching, uh, stretching abilities for a big man, which means he'll be able to stretch the floor along with Thomas Bryant. If Thomas Bryant is coming back to the Wizards, and um, might be a liability center, but that's why I, I drafted him because Thomas Bryant is there on, de- on mm-hmm. at the center position. So that's good for him. And not to mention, I just had to draft somebody best available. I was thinking about it was either going to be him, Esperin, uh, or it was going to be Moses Moody. Didn't matter. Either way, because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that the Wizards are going to be having a big offseason this year trading a bunch of people. So just, it's just draft best available and uh, move on. I think that's a, a good pick for them. Yeah, definitely for the Wizards. And yeah, you said it perfectly. They need all the help that they can get. Uh, <laughs> and so having yeah, that think, international experience is always helpful. They, they're already yeah, ready. ready. Yeah, and they especially need that size um, at the five or the four spot, especially mm-hmm. with, I don't know if Bertans is able to come back next season. I know he's still injured, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. Yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen with him. So yeah, good pick, good pick. All right. So that concludes our draft. We only did the lottery pick just because it would take us forever to do the whole draft one through 60. And I don't have enough yeah. research. And yeah, that, one would through take, 60. that would take months of like solid research for us to do. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to do that, but uh, no, I'm not like, I don't want to do that. It's just because it's a lot easier to do the, the, the lottery pick. And also mentioned, like, mm-hmm. I think at the point when we get to 32, like who am I supposed to draft? I'm like just reaching for straws at that rate. Yeah. It wouldn't exactly. be that great. And also yeah. like a lot of the times the guys that get selected past the lottery, are not going to like jump out at you. No, you, you know, like a lot of those guys that are steals in the draft developed and then they became like really good. Like, um, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Like Jokic being like a second round pick or, um, you know, like Fred Van Vliet going undrafted, like guys like that, they develop with their team and then they get to that level. But, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to select a guy at, you know, the 45th pick and be like, <laughs> this guy's going to be a generational talent, you know, like that, that doesn't really no. happen like that. But again, I think one through 15, we're drafting mainly guys who are almost NBA ready or like maybe need mm-hmm. a year to develop and they're going to be really solid players. We hope so. Like maybe barring injury, barring some sort of development issue. Mm-hmm. So I think all these guys are going to be great. This is a really deep draft. And I had a lot of fun doing this because there's still a lot of guys on my draft board, like Akai Jones, like a Uzman Garuba, Moses Moody, Jared Butler that we didn't, we weren't able to draft. Yeah. So, we have, yeah. There's a ton of guys that we missed. Exactly. And then, and I think this draft will be good. Even one through like 25, I'd say we'll have like notable names that they'll be able to develop or play yeah, immediately. Absolutely. So yeah, that concludes uh, the 2021 sports bits mock draft. That's right. For the first time for the first time ever. And I think I'm happy with my picks and I don't know about you, but I'm happy with my picks. I'm pretty happy with it. I think, I think it went not 
actually it went pretty much as expected for me. I didn't have to do too much like on the fly, like, Oh crap. Like he, he picked that mm-hmm. guy. Like, what am I going to do? You know? Um, I think you, you definitely had, I think there was like one or two picks where I was like, Oh, okay. You know, like it wasn't even like a surprise, but I was like, I wasn't, I was expecting you to pick someone else. And then I planned yeah. for that. So then, yeah, I had to like change it around a little bit, but yeah, for the most part, I was pretty happy with it. And I think pretty much most of these guys, like you said, they might need a year to develop, but most of them are coming and it's going to be, you know, 2015 games into the season. Mm-hmm. And I think most of these guys have the potential to become starters. Yep. So that, and again, again, concluding the 2021 sports with mock draft, I will see y'all. I don't, actually, I don't think, I think our plan for this week is going to be, we're going to react to the actual draft and see like how, like who actually gets drafted and what. And I think mm-hmm. next week we'll actually have a full episode with all the news that's happening. I don't think there's have been happening too much in the NBA except for like trade rumors. So, a lot of rumors. There's like nothing is confirmed. Nothing is confirmed yet. So yeah, we'll we'll have a full episode next week, and we're gonna react to the draft this week. So yeah, we'll see y'all on probably Thursday. We'll we'll watch the draft, and then we'll we'll give our our honest our post game reactions, our post draft reactions. Yeah, that's right. After we'll post draft reaction. And I think we we'll might we might even compare our, our picks to their picks and see what what we got right, what we got wrong. Oh, yeah, I think we you we know, definitely should. Absolutely. We can definitely we can definitely make it a full episode. So yeah. Till uh, Thursday on the on the on the actual NBA draft. We'll see y'all. Peace. Yes, sir.